Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Setback by Madison for Sol! Spurs silence the place! And Madison can drive... Hi guys, welcome back to the Spurred On podcast and the match review of the Manchester City 3, Tottenham Hotspur 3, slugfest at the Etihad Stadium this afternoon. The game just went back and forth, it was basketball. I was sure and I was telling everyone on text while I was watching that Tottenham would end up losing 6-2, but it never happened and there are reasons for that that I will go into. But as ever, thank you so much for your support of the Spurred On podcast. If you are listening on your favourite podcast platform, please come over to YouTube to youtube.com forward slash at Barnaby Slater underscore and give us a subscribe there and vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Please do find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the Spurred On podcast and uh, give us a follow or subscribe there. So let's get into the game, guys. First up, the team selection. I wasn't overly surprised, I have to say. I felt like once he had started with Royale and Davis in the last game against Villa, that was kind of the death knell when it came to Eric Dyer for these kind of games. And that is exactly what happened. Maybe a lot of people would have thought Brian Hill might have dropped out for this one, but I think he wanted to retain his attacking intent. And so he kept it in. And um, I'll talk a bit more about Brian uh, going forward. But in general, it wasn't the... It wasn't any kind of huge surprise that he went with that team. Mentioning Brian Hill, I said I would. I'll just go into it now. It's quicker that way. Obviously, he's getting pelters on social media after his performance in the first half. I personally didn't think he was that bad. He looks good on the ball when he's got space. Let's not forget, he set up that first goal by being brave outside his own box and getting the ball on the turn and then finding the player to put through Son. I think it was Deki Kulisevsky, correct me if I'm wrong. But he does always get muscled off the ball. And there was definitely one occasion, and I heard someone on one of the other podcasts I love, possibly the Extra Inch uh, earlier this week, saying that a lot of players just get away with fouling Brian Hill because he's so small. And it happened again in the first half. And we did turn the ball over a few times because of that. So it didn't surprise me at all when he was taken off and replaced by Pierre-Emil Hoiberg in the second half. And I think that did really benefit us massively. Let's talk about that Son goal going forward uh, in the first kind of five, six minutes. What a surprise. Tottenham go 1-0 ahead at the Etihad. We always seem to go ahead at the Etihad against Manchester City. And uh, it happened so often and we've been going ahead in games so often this season that, yeah, of course, I celebrated it. I loved it. I was in a pub watching it and I, I was actually sat next to a Man City fan and I I celebrated it, but neither of us were worried. In my case, I wasn't like worried that we were going to win the game, if that makes sense. In fact, I just thought it might kind of awaken the beast, if you like. And that kind of happened, obviously, with Son then conceding the own goal very quickly afterwards. I mentioned it this week in my uh, in the podcast this week. We are terrible at defending set pieces, particularly 
free kicks, attacking free kicks. I was completely surprised to see the stat on Sky Sports that Tottenham hadn't conceded from a corner yet this season because every single corner and free kick we get, I have my fist in my mouth and my heart in my mouth. But because we're not playing any centre-halves, I know a lot of you hate Eric Dyer, but you cannot doubt that he would have been better in terms of defending set pieces and getting his head on the first ball. And like I said in the podcast earlier this week, we miss Harry Kane in those defensive positions as well. He was such a good defensive header of the ball. And with... um, Emerson Royale and Ben Davis as the two centre-halves, we're just not getting the first head on that ball enough. There are a couple of times where Emerson Royale did it in the second half, I noticed, and that was good from corners especially, but that's where we're lacking a little bit. And to concede to a set-piece to Man City is a bit disappointing because they've got so many threats. You don't want to really give them any more opportunity to score than they already do. Uh, anyway, just to talk about Sonny's finish uh, and run, Great stuff. I think the goalkeeper really will be a bit unhappy with himself there, Edison. But just goes to show, you know, we have a great goalkeeper in Vicario who made a vital save at the beginning of that second half. And Edison didn't really come to City's aid much today. Just shows how much of an upgrade we've got in Vicario this season from Hugo Lloris. God rest his soul. Don't know where he is at the moment. Just training, I think. Anyway, I want to talk about Deki Kulisevsky now. He also this season has been getting some abuse from, you know, what I would call the kind of Spurs Twitter fan base, saying he doesn't get enough goals and assists. That will come, and I think he is brilliant in that number 10 role. I know he was moved out to the right in the second half, but he was amazing in both roles. What a player we've got on our hands for the price that we got him at and how young he is. Unbelievable talent. Him playing in that number 10 role, I think makes defenders less sure which way he's going to go and what he can do. He's so strong on the ball and he he knows exactly when to use the ball, like running with it, and when to lay it off and give a one-two. Such a talent. Very, very exciting to see him and Lo Celso together. I think the reason why it happened, kind of worked better in the second half when Pierre came on is because that meant that, whereas in the first half, because of Kulisevsky and Lo Celso playing together, neither of them were really tracking back that brilliantly and Man City had so much space when they transitioned the ball in the second half having Pierre there and that being a little bit more of a consistent number six that really helped us but I'll go more into his performance as well I want to talk about Giolo Celso now as well what a brilliant goal that was Uh, I have to say not taking anything away from the goal but terrible defending to kind of show him onto his left foot and give him such a great chance from just like 19 yards but what a finish and I thought he was outstanding I've already watched a couple of kind of Um, compilation clips on Twitter of all his play in today's game and if you haven't already I can recommend it he's magnificent he's so good in small spaces we're just playing him how his game naturally fits under those previous managers he was not the right fit I guess except for those kind of first six months under Pochettino when he was still getting used to the the pace of the Premier League the problem with Lo Celso is can he stay fit if he can stay fit I don't see why he can't push to be in that starting 11 even when Madison comes back even when Bentoncourt comes back we can have such a great list of midfield options when those players are back fit and I think Lo Celso is proving himself we need this now to be a consistent run of games though not just two games not just five games we're talking about 20 games in the Premier League scoring goals as he is now, assisting goals and showing for the ball the whole time, which is what he does magnificently. It's no surprise to me that Messi loves him in the Argentinian team with him because he's so great in small spaces. He's always keen to get the ball. Absolute player. It's so good to see him playing his best. And that's down to Ange Postacoglu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He's seen that he's the talent. He's seen that he will fit his style of play. And as a result, we are seeing the best of him finally. Mentioned Pierre-Emil Hoiberg earlier and how important it was that he came in and played that six in the second half. I think he'll start against West Ham now. I think he has to. I think it'll be Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. I think it'll be um, Giovanni Lo Celso. And then it'll be Deki Kulisevsky. Or maybe not. Maybe Kulisevsky will go out wide left again and it'll be Basuma. Uh, Lo Celso and Hoiberg and and Hoiberg playing in that six in fact I would guess that's exactly how it'll be Um, so that to me is an exciting midfield to play against West Ham and should have too much for them even though they've got talents like Paqueta Uh, should mention of course we were a bit lucky going into half time to only be 2-1 down they hit the bar and the post a couple of times and they outplayed us and made loads of chances but I also want to say we made loads of chances against Aston Villa and against Chelsea in the first half it's small margins and today we deserved a bit of luck and we got some of that luck I want to mention uh, Brennan Johnson I think he had a good game going forward but I would say sometimes he did leave Pedro Porro completely alone tracking back against Jeremy Doku specifically when he was on the pitch and obviously Johnson he has to make those forward runs and that's what Ange wants him to do and that's why he's at his most dangerous but also we did look lacking especially in that first half with Doku kind of running one-on-one against Pedro Porro. Porro did really well I have to say I think there's a stat that uh, Doku had his least kind of dribbles past a player of the season with only one today so well done Pedro Porro but Brennan Johnson has to also sorry slightly more aware of his need to track back not very ange of me to say that I realize that I should say in the last kind of five ten minutes of the game I was very worried when Ange took Lo Celso off Lo Celso obviously not fully up to match fitness but we took Lo Celso off against Villa and I think that we suffered as a result of that we weren't able to kind of push on and try and get an equalizer in that game as well as we might have done if he was on the pitch because he's so creative for us and I did worry when he brought Ollie Skip on for him but I thought Skip did quite well worked hard and in the end obviously we got that equalizer what a finish from Deki Kulisevsky with his head a very rare one or some might say it was actually with his shoulder I mentioned the West Ham game Christian Romero is back of course so that's very exciting I think he will stick with Ben Davis alongside Christian Romero I do think Davis was at fault for their first goal today Uh, sorry for the second goal today where you really saw why he's not a a centre-back in a four because he wasn't able to keep that line he dropped and that allowed them to uh, get through the pass from Doku and then the pass back for Foden's finish but I think he'll stick with Davis on the left and Romero on the right because of the balance and Emerson Royale will drop out let me know what you think in the comments below over and above everything else guys what an absolute surprise it was to get that draw there I think we were outstanding it was so good to see us really take it to Manchester City be brave on the ball yes in the first half we lost the ball in some difficult areas very often but that's always going to happen in these games we're talking about one of the best pressing sides in the world we're talking about the team who won the treble last season of course they're going to win the ball up high but our players kept being brave we kept going for it and one last thing a lot of people are going to be annoyed at Basuma talking about how he didn't have a great game and he obviously gave the ball away for their for their third but Big Ange wants him to be taking risks in those positions if he'd got the ball through his legs as he tried incredibly brave I realize but we would have been through and on a proper transition for a chance and I think Big Ange 
he's telling him i take responsibility for that stuff and therefore long may it continue i don't think get don't get on basuma's back he is an important and a massive player for us and he's great and i think he will start against west ham guys let me know what you thought in the comments below as i said at the start please do subscribe and follow on the podcast platforms if you're not already be that spotify or apple Podcasts. and if not if you're already listening on those please come over to youtube youtube.com forward slash at barnaby slater underscore for the daily spurred on podcast what a result come on you spurs <laughs>